everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today on this episode, we're going to be talking all about what would be our pre-E3 predictions. Uh, also, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet had a new trailer and a lot more news. Uh, my name is Steve, and I am, of course, joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Great to have you, and also great to have you, Greg. How's it going? Things are going good. Great to be back. Love doing our podcast uh, discussions. Absolutely. So today is a, a pre-recorded episode. Normally we do this podcast uh, live and uh, and we go ahead and stream it uh, on our Twitch and YouTube. But uh, because of some scheduling conflicts, we had to go ahead and pre-record this one. But uh, yeah, if you're joining us uh, as it's premiering on our YouTube, feel free to go ahead and you know throw all your thoughts there in the live chat still. Um, and uh, if you know, some of us will be in the chat and able to interact with you guys as well. Or if you're listening after the fact or watching after the fact, uh, be sure to let you let us know your comments on all the different stuff that we talk about today. Uh, we absolutely love interacting with you all. And uh, yeah, doing that in between episodes as well. If you follow us on our social media, we are over on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. And uh, we can also join our Discord. The link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. We absolutely love connecting with you guys in between episodes over on social media and our Discord. It's a great place to just, yeah, keep connecting and uh, talking video games and and so much more. It's a growing community and we're so glad to have you all uh, today. Like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, what would be our pre-E3 predictions um, and a bunch more news that came out. A, a uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer just dropped this morning. We're recording this on June 1st and it just dropped this morning. So we'll be talking about that. Um, but before we get into any of that... Um, one more reminder, be sure to like and subscribe and share this with uh, others that enjoy video games. And uh, let's get into what we have been playing. We'll go over to Barry first. Yeah, so on the Switch, I'm still doing Animal Crossing and Pokemon Unite. Uh, also, I'm messing around with this game called Cannon Brawl. It's like a real-time strategy game meets Worms. Uh, really interesting. Uh, a lot of fun. So I was messing around with that. On the Super Nintendo app, I messed around a little bit with Kirby Superstar because it was a requirement for like 100 uh, platinum points on Nintendo. So I, I went through Spring Breeze and had fun doing that. And I also messed around with Joe and Mac, which is a game I loved as a kid. And as an adult, I'm like, this really isn't that good. <laughs> like at least, at least the Super Nintendo version wasn't as good. I played the PC version. Um, but then I also... Last night, I saw Steve log on to a game, and I'm like, wait, what? And he gave his feedback on Twitter. I'm like, wait, that's live? So I had to check it, and sure enough, the Super Mario Strikers Battle League test kick loaded up, and I could do the practice. So I messed around with the practice and realized I'm not very good at the game. <laughs> like, it's a, like, one thing I need to do, like, it, you can manually choose who, to, who you control. I need to make it do auto. Because so many times the ball goes away and I'm like moving. I'm like, oh, I have to push a button first. Mm. Like, just let me let me auto go to the closest person. That's the way I used to play, like, uh, you know, soccer or hockey games as a kid. Like, let me just do it that way. It's what I'm comfortable with. But it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the online session this weekend, which if you're watching this, that's already happened. So I probably have already played it. So the future me can probably tell you uh, how I liked it. But I'm sure I'm going to get my butt kicked. So if you're playing against me, congratulations on the easy win. <laughs> um, on the N64 app, um, 
I went and played Kirby 64 because that dropped on the 20th of May. And that's one of the few Kirby games that I actually never played. Well, only I never really played to its entirety. Uh, you know, I was in high school when it came out. I didn't get as many games. And I didn't get Kirby. I heard it was, you know, short and I was looking for more meaty, you know, replay because I was only getting a game, you know, every couple of months. So I wound up picking it up pre-owned years later and just never sat down to play it. So I played through it 100%. Uh, you know, got all the crystal shards. And I can say it's honestly, I know some people love this and this may be blasphemy, but it's one of my least favorite Kirby games out there. Uh, the powers are weird. My favorite ability, Cutter, or one of my favorite abilities, Cutter, is, is bastardized in this. And the mixing of abilities is cool, but I didn't like a lot of the cryptic stuff of how, what power-ups do you need to get each of the crystal shards. And I didn't have time to look, so I looked it up. Like, oh, what do I need? What combination do I need to bring in? Okay. Um, but, I mean, it was an okay game. It was short. Uh, it was still fun, but I think it was a uh, lower tier for a Kirby mm-hmm. game. And I, I'm sure if you love Kirby 64, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I grew up with Dreamland and Dreamland 2 and Adventure, and those have a little... Sp- Spots my heart, and I, just coming off of Forsaken, uh, or Forgotten Land, um, it really, it really feels archaic. Sixty four, mm-hmm. you know that early three D. Yep. The sixty four is not aged well, <laughs> no. but I'm glad I went through and played it, and I do recommend it if you you haven't played it yet. Uh, on the PS five, Elden Ring, <clears throat> I beat it. I never thought I would beat this game ever. I thought this game was gonna be something that it would I would never be able to t- to touch, let alone complete. Uh, the final boss took me a little bit, but I still beat it, and I had a great time. I beat all the optional bosses that I was able to find, all the the uh, demigods. It, it, this game is something else. <laughs> it, this is really a really cool experience, and I will say as somebody who is not a fan of the Souls games at all, I tried them, I just didn't like them, give this one a shot. This one is different. It's more accessible. It's easier. And I did it all offline. Now, they did put for the weekend, I think they gave us everyone like free. So I was online for the last weekend. Got to watch people die, which was pretty funny. Um, I helped out a couple people, you know, just to try out how, how it was. But uh, definitely recommend giving that a shot. <laughs> uh, PC still doing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, and mobile, Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. However, I do have as however, I have quit Dragalia Lost. Oh. I have done it. <clears throat> when, is the, uh, when does it all end <laughs> is the end of this month is that right or next month no 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 it's still going on I'm going to go back and finish the story when they drop story content I want right. to finish the story but I realize I'm spending all this time and energy even running auto stuff f- to farm items I'm never going to use I don't, I need, I'm like capped out on like so many of the items like you can't mm-hmm. take anymore and I'm like well I was hoarding them until they added stuff to upgrade but they're never doing that and even if they do who cares the game's going out why am I spending my time and energy so it was like a drug you know it's like a quick cold mm-hmm. turkey I'm like that's the way I got to do it I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the story because I want to see the story and I recommend going and playing the game for the story but there's no reason to sit there and endlessly farm stuff for for things that are just going to disappear in a couple months. That makes sense. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, Greg, what have you been up to uh, over the last couple weeks? Well, I, as I was saying last time, I kind of dove back into Animal Crossing, so now I'm trying to get my island into a more finalized state where it's truly all my designs and ideas are encompassed on it. So I've been made a lot of progress getting that 
done and like still like buying turnips and trying to get all the other stuff completed because I need tons and tons of money that never seems to come fast enough. Um, Just like real life. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish money would be that easy to get. I want to just go hit some rocks in the backyard and some money just pops right out. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. Shake <laughs> some trees, get some clothes, <laughs> or sell like that. <laughs> Plant some money in the ground for it to grow into a money oh, tree. That'd be great. Oh, oh yeah, man. Real-world implications. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yesterday, we booted up Pokemon Sword and Shield and it just had some fun battles, so that was little um, short spree there because like for both mine i've got the max out pokedex so i was just having fun playing around and with some battles with my daughter there so nothing crazy going on there um i also did some more playing of uh enter digiton which i'll be talking more in depth in our game chat review today um and then I really hit it hard with the nes classic stuff both on the my actual regular nintendo and the the switch NES app. So I was playing Super Dodgeball with my brother, did some Double Dragon 2 with him as well, and Spy versus Spy on the actual hardware. Um, Contra was on the actual hardware. And then I also did uh, like a few rounds of Punch Out and just had fun beating up the earlier guys until it got to the hard areas where it takes a little more dedication and practice to get through them. So we can usually make it to like a second bald bull pretty easily most times but it i don't know it's still kind of rough to this day to go back and still try to play through mm-hmm. some of those more difficult bosses so then still on mobile still doing wonderful uh fire Emblem heroes it's as with barry's drug it's still goes strong you gotta <laughs> grind out all that stamina get all those crystals and all the orbs and stuff they can get and make sure everything is uh <laughs> keeping your team strong and ongoing Nice, nice. At least Fire Emblem is still uh, making Nintendo money, so you don't have to give up on yeah, your addiction yet. Yeah, it's <laughs> the highest grossing game right now, so I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> nice. Uh, so for me, I have been playing uh, Rocket League and Clash Royale. Just get that out of the way at the beginning. Um, games that I pretty much always play. Um, also played some, like uh, Barry said earlier, Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, the what's it? What's it called? Test test kick um and so yeah only the the training uh came out and so until this weekend like like barry said i'll have possibly already played it i'll be actually traveling this weekend so uh i don't know if i'll hopefully i'll get some time in with it um but uh but yeah i i was i was incredibly um skeptical of the game um like the more i saw about it the more i go oh have they changed too much from the Wii game that I'm not going to like it anymore. And, um, and so, but after getting into it, I actually, I, I think I'll like it. Um, it doesn't seem like it's too much. The training is kind of annoying sometimes because like at the very beginning, you go through the basics. It's really easy. Like pass the ball three times or like, okay, cool. Um, but after a while, like you have, they put you in games and you have to complete all these expert moves. And, to, like if I was just playing the game, I feel like I, w- I would just use whatever move is necessary at the time. But to like try to specifically execute those specific moves um, during that time, I got scored on like a bunch of times. I was like, dang it. I'm yep. like, so especially like the team tackle thing, like everything has to be perfectly aligned. And you want me to get three of these for sure? Like that's that's impossible. Um, but uh, 
But other than that, like it was, it was fun. And there's no like downside for not getting all those. It's not like you can't progress to the next training, training sort of thing. It was just like, oh, I got a hundred percent on all of them until like the last two. That's annoying. Um, so like my brain is annoyed by it, but the game is fine. Like I was able to progress just fine. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It's, it's not terribly different. I think it's going to be, um, interesting once you do get into the game and able to like pick your different characters and, you know, team, team up the, just the perfect team that you want there based on the different, uh, abilities and statistics and everything on the different characters, but also your, your gear and everything. Um, so you get to jump in and actually see the different gear and how it affects you, but you don't get to actually go through and, and choose it or anything. Um, so it's cool to, to play around with. And like we said, it's free. So go ahead and download it, play around with it and, uh, and see if you might enjoy it. Um, and hopefully you guys, uh, had some good time with the, with the test kick online, uh, over, over what will be <laughs> last weekend. Um, and, uh, finally I played another game that probably shocked, uh, Greg and Barry. I ended up getting a code for Demon's Tier, uh, and played through Demon's Tier Plus. Um, actually played it on, uh, Xbox. Um, I got a, I ended up getting a both uh, a switch code and a, a a Xbox code, so maybe we'll do something in the future um, with the uh, the switch code. So make sure you stay tuned to our social media uh, if we do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this game, guys. Um, I really enjoy the play mechanics of this game. I didn't realize it was a twin stick shooter which all of a sudden was like, this is great. Um, but it's like, you know, not actual shooter, but you know, um, RPG kind of stuff. It's very light on the RPG. Um, I don't like all the extra story. I feel like they could have just said like, Hey, you're going on this adventure go. Um, but I had sat and watched the entire dialogue and all this stuff. And it was like, it kind of went on a little too long, but you can skip it. So if you're playing it, I, my advice, skip the, skip the dialogue. It doesn't really matter. Um, if you're up for it, it's cool, but I, I, I would have rather skipped it. And then I, the game itself, I had fun with the game. What I don't like is the roguelike stuff. Um, I don't like how if I, it's, I don't know whether it's better to die or to get out of the, the thing with a rope because like, if you die, you actually go back to that same spot and you can get your stuff back. If you get out of there with a rope, it's gone forever. You don't get your stuff. You just leave it or whatever. Like I, I upgraded like all this stuff and I was about to die, use the rope and I'm back to square one with all my upgrades. That was annoying. But you, but you keep the one currency that you can then use to upgrade, um, permanently, like get characters and, and do that. So there's, cause there's the two different currencies. Yeah. There's the one and that's the risk reward. Do we keep going in while you're more powerful? But if you die, you lose that other currency or do you get out and spend it? And okay. So the back? first time I did it, the, the, um, weapon store wasn't even open. So I couldn't do that. So that ah. was, that was the really annoying, like the first time you do it, only the, the potion store or whatever is open. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I can get more hearts or upgrade my, you know, get the, or not more hearts, but I can get potions to like, keep me alive that's cool but but yeah i'm like oh all the weapon upgrades that i spent all the different stuff all gone so that was really annoying so i feel like it's it definitely pulls you in you have to play it more but it's like you make all this progress and then nothing and so that that annoys me i don't i don't mind that there's different levels when you go into it because it's so simple that 
that I don't care if it gave me a different layout for the for the world itself. That's fine. But I don't like You'll that I have to start from square one. Over and over. What's that? You'd probably get bored playing the same map over and over. Like I right. got to get back down to floor eight. I got to go through one, two. I know these already. Exactly. Oh, so I like how the objectives change up. I like how the, all that stuff, it's not consistent. Like sometimes I've played on the first level and it was like, oh my gosh, how can I actually get through this? And other times it was a breeze. Um, so that's kind of weird, but, but I like all that. I just don't like that. I have to start at square one every time. Like I understand if I die. But like if I get out of the, the rope, I thought I was going to be able to come right back in where I left off. And that is not the case. Um, so I don't know. I, ha- I have very mixed feelings because the game itself, I really, really enjoyed. I like the mechanics, the, the challenge, all that stuff was really fun. So what class did yeah. you play as? Because there's like eight different classes. You uh, I just played as the main knight character, I ah, guess. Yeah. You can unlock some of the other ones and yeah. they change up the game quite considerably. Yeah. Yeah, I I spent probably maybe an hour and a half or so with it, and yeah, I just decided that I was like, hey, I'm getting I'm getting used to this character. I just stayed with it. Um, it was cool that I could act, once I started figuring out how to unlock the other character, like the the ones that are locked away when you're progressing and stuff. Like at the beginning, I was like, I did everything in this level. What, how can I not unlock this? Like let this person out of their their jail cell or whatever. And uh, then I realized, oh, I have to buy that key. So different things like that were kind of like annoying, but it was like soon after I figured it out. So it wasn't like super annoying. It was just at the, in the moment, I'm like, I don't understand what I need to do. But soon after I was like, oh, I buy the key. I go back and I unlock two of them. And, uh, and that also helps like a ton too, because you get extra firepower from them. So <laughs> But uh, yeah, those those are the games that I've been playing. So kind of probably shocked you guys to to see uh, Demon's Tear on there. Um, also wanted to show a couple things that. Um, so my wife got me a gift the other day. She was excited that we were going on vacation. She's like, "Here's a vacation gift," which is so cool if I get vacation gifts. Um, kudos to my wife for being awesome like that. Um, but I got a new mug, and I think so cool. this should work. That's awesome. So every time you pick Love it up. It. It does different. Well, of course, it's not working right now. You heard that one. It has to be like sitting down perfectly. And there it goes. But anyway, it has different sounds and stuff. It's like um, if you're going in and out of the, the pipe or the coin sound or different things like that every time you pick up your mug. So it could get annoying after a while. But um, but it's exciting right now. And Barry knows. I think Greg knows as well. I posted this in our Discord. I finally opened all my Hot Wheels um, my Mario Kart Hot Wheels. And so I'm going to play this video. If you're watching the, the video version, you'll see this on the screen. If this works, um, I did unbox them all and I uh, got them up on my shelf and everything. So yeah, you'll see them right now if you're watching the video version. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to have them all. I am missing uh, from the ones that I know. I am missing, I think, one of the regular carts. It's like uh, Rosalina's birthday card cart, um, and then <clears throat> I think a couple of the the ones with the the gliders, and then of course I'm missing the um, the San Diego Comic Con special edition ones, the gold and silver ones that I will probably never own because they're way too expensive. But you know, if any listeners out there, viewers out there, want to send them my way, just let me know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I pretty much have almost all the collection, which is uh, exciting, but also a little sad when I thought about how much money I've spent on all these little plastic cars. Um, <laughs> well, die cast cards. They're yeah, they're they're a little bit of both actually. Um, the characters are 
at least plastic, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so it's been really cool. And, uh, yeah, if you're also watching, I think it's like, uh, above me right there on my shelf. Um, so I had to move some things around and everything to, to make some room for it, but they take up a whole lot less space than they do in the packages oh, yeah. for sure. But yeah, that was, uh, that was exciting to, uh, to have out and everything. It, it was tough. Um, Barry and I were going back and forth. He was like, just do it. Just do it, man. Just do it. It was like, but it's therapeutic. It's so though. Once you do it, it's so therapeutic. Uh, yeah. It's I don't know about wow. that, but <laughs> the wow. good thing was that my, my Mario glider, uh, cart had, um, had already had a, a break in the plastic. And so like, that was the one I started with. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's already cracked. I got to open it now. It's not going to be worth anything that's cracked. And that was my my way of starting the whole thing. And after I did one, then the rest of them were easier to do. It's all about, you know, if someone's, oh, well, that's going to be worth money. And I, I have that same thing when it comes to, like, opening games and stuff. It's like, if I'm not planning on selling it ever, then it doesn't matter what it's worth. Because if it's ever sold, it's after I'm dead. Who gives a crap at that <laughs> point? I'm dead. I'm not going to know not going to care. So enjoy it, open it, play with it, enjoy it, display it like you're doing it. Now, every time you walk by that shelf, you could see them all instead of just in a box or, or wherever you had them before and, and, and get the joy of seeing them all and looking at them all and mm-hmm. say, Oh, I'm going to add one to the collection. And you, you get the joy of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to actually have them out and everything too. And I just saw, yeah, I, I thought I had all of them except that Rosalina one. And then I walked in Walmart like a couple of days ago and all of a sudden I saw another one that I didn't have. So, um, who knows? <laughs> and I feel like they just randomly release them anymore. So yeah, I'll probably keep getting them and, uh, keep, you know, filling up that shelf. I may, I may need another one soon. Cause I think I'm going to run out of space, <laughs> but like I said, they take up a ton less space than they did in the box. So I'm, I'm happy about that for sure. We just filled up our recycle bin from all the different packaging. <laughs> So, well, Greg, let's uh, kick it over to you and uh, you can talk a little bit more about this game you've been playing and give us a solid review. All right. So as previously mentioned, I was doing playing some more Enter Digiton Heart of Corruption. It was a game I got sent by East Asia Soft back in um, last year, actually. Um, I did play some more of it to be more familiarized for this more formal review. It's like a standardized um metroidvania type game where you're this little um ahab robot thing that was constructed the tutorial is set up in such a way that like it teaches you all the controls and then as soon as you try to like um, move on like the like it tries to tell you oh murder this um innocent bunny and then like as the player then you're not allowed to do that and then you, you get sent as a reject into this um, land like underground cave area so that was very well set up to have like a separate tutorial that one teaches you how to play but then also perfectly sets up the entire story of what to expect going forward so as you're seeing through the trailer it's like a 2d metroidvania type of game you can jump around you get you find new abilities or you can do like double jumps and you can also do like dashing moves and pretty much any of the eight uh, cardinal standard directions to help you get even a little bit of speed slash um, a direction to like make like some more difficult jumps and like move faster through areas. It's got the NES style difficulty of it's very, it can be, seems like it's somewhat unforgiving at times, but there are checkpoints and stuff that allows you to um, just reload at the last checkpoint. And it even saves any of the masks or souls that you pick up like right after you died. So then you can kind of go back to where you were, but you don't have to reclaim any of the hidden secrets that you found along the way. So 
there's these primordial souls that are hidden throughout the game. You locate them and you can take them to the store and get some new masks and the masks represent different abilities that you get. So you can exchange out like a little bit of your health to get a little bit more speed, or maybe you want to have your weapon more powered up to be stronger, but then you're slower. There's all these different give and takes and pluses and minuses of these different masks that you can wear throughout the adventure. So um, you start like a main hub and we're showing some of the areas. You find some different colored keys and allows you to unlock certain areas and like true metroidvania's fashion you can tackle like the four areas in any order that you want as long as you found the intro key to that area and then you can even revisit those areas after you get the different power-ups that you get throughout the adventure to re like find additional secrets that you missed the first time through so it's a very fun game to be like playing through is you're just like this little robot guy and there's lots of enemies that are trying to defeat you, but there still is pretty generous with giving out several checkpoints in each of the different areas that come across that automatically save your game and automatically refill your health bar all the way back up to full. So you don't, you're not like it'd be, it's very fun to find that checkpoint right when you're down to your last bit of health. So it's, Right now it's $8 and I would definitely recommend getting this game. It's very fun to enjoy like a perfect like little pixel art adventure that has really solid soundtrack and get to slay a bunch of these different demons as this little um, robot figure. And it's a ton of fun to be had. So I would definitely give it a high recommendation to pick it up as I had enjoyed my time with the game. That's awesome. Yeah, I never actually... I don't think I, I'm, I'm sure East Asia soft probably showed it off on one of their, their presentations, but I totally did not remember this game at all. So that's cool. Yeah. It was like, I think from like the September indie thing, I think I saw it or whatever. And that's where I, and I decided to request for a code. And then it's just been kind of sitting around since October on the backlog as a lot of other holiday games came up and, even in the springtime, a number of other games like kind of took priority for us. So I'm just glad to be able to get that out there and get that completed. It was a very fun game for me to play, and just remembering just what I had previously played like the before. So I'm probably going back to finish it up when I get some more opportunities here. That's cool. That's cool. Well, guys, it's uh, June, and uh, normally we are uh, getting ready for E3. And uh, this typically is our pre-E3 prediction show, and we talk about all the things that we're hoping to see at the show, and for the last couple years, we've not had that ability. Um, we've, we've talked a little bit about like pre-stuff, but uh, we have not had E3 in the last like two or three years, so... Um, last year we had E3, what are you talking well, about? Okay, well, I guess so. It's <laughs> technically E3. Um, but we have not had a real E3 in a while. Um, but yes, technically, yes, last year we did have an E3. But uh, this year we have nothing, nothing at all officially. Um, but it's probably going to happen. Maybe we're going to have another uh, June Direct, possibly. So before we uh, get into any sort of predictions, what we might see, um, I'd love to just, like, let's spend some time, you know, talking about, like, will we actually see this June Direct? Do you think it's going to definitely happen at all? What do you think, Barry? I would be very shocked if it didn't happen. And the reason I say that is these things aren't something that just, hey, you know what? Let's do it. 
right? Let's just let, let's just do it. Let's throw something together. There's writing, there's editing, there's piecing together to put all this as a show. And this all happens beforehand. This is all pre-done. And when looking at the schedule, the release schedule, Nintendo has to look at their games and space things out accordingly to release games. And they typically seem to have three directs a year now. They have one in the, in the, one in the winter to talk about spring, summer, which is usually June, to talk about summer games, and then fall to talk about fall games. And that seems to be what we're getting. We're getting three major directs now a year. Uh, and while E3 is canceled, that just happened, you know, a, what, a, two months ago or whatever it was announced that it was canceled. Nintendo is not going to be like, all right, let's just cancel our plans then because they already did their own thing. They didn't have to rent the show floor anymore. It's all recorded. So I absolutely would be surprised if Nintendo did not have a direct planned uh, for June, if not June, maybe July, but at least the summer time period. Um, because of things like that. It's not something that's thrown together on a whim. This is all pre-planned, and this is this Direct was probably planned last year, uh, at least with the majority of the stuff to be shown off. Maybe the scissor rule reel is different, but the big stuff, we're going to be... It's probably like a board at the Nintendo of America. Or, you know, Here's what, what where we're going to display each game and highlight each game. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Greg, what do you think? I definitely fully agree with Barry. I, I know these things definitely take lots of time and lots of effort to come together and put together. And I don't think that they would just be like, oh, well, E3 is gone. We don't need to do it anymore. I think that it's still a good idea that they get this out there. I mean, I think there's still some, like, I guess you can call them like holes in like the fall, winter, like re- release schedule. And then they also like to do like those big, huge um, teasers for like games like in the even for like the spring and onward, like, and even like we, that's how we found out of Metroid prime four. I mean, no one ever expected that. I mean, I understand the game's still not here yet, but I mean, they still do those kind of major announcements at E3. I mean, could it even be a switch successor? Who knows? I mean, we've, you hear the rumblings from like their reports and stuff and you never really know what to expect. So I would almost put money down that, some point this summer, we will see the direct, whether it's in the formal e- E3 timeframe will be remain to be seen. But as you know, like our podcast predicts these shows pretty darn well. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty certain for our next episode after this one, we'll be like, oh, well, how about that e- E3 direct that mm-hmm. our this podcast predicted? So yeah, never really know. That's true. That's true. So, so speaking of predictions, I, I think you guys are pretty much spot on i think I, like i don't know why we wouldn't see something this summer um especially because yeah nintendo is not a small company they're going to be planning ahead on all these things um and uh they may have to do some re-recording <laughs> maybe they initially called it their e3 direct or something like that e3 presentation now they're gonna have to go back and and maybe redo that voiceover and say okay now it's our june direct or something like that but uh but those are small changes that they can make um, you know, after the fact, uh, but I did, we did go to our, uh, Twitter, uh, last week and we just asked everybody if we thought people would see the, uh, we would all see the breath of the wild sequel during the, the summer direct and, uh, 54% of people that answered said yes, 46% said no. Um, so I'd love to just kind of talk about predictions. Like, are we going to see breath of the wild? Are we going to see, um, Metroid Prime 4, are we going to get to see this, this Switch successor? Um, are we going to see, you know, 
uh, Pikmin 4. I don't know. Like what, what could we be seeing, uh, based on what we know? Let's, let's go back into speculation town. Um, where, what do you think we're going to actually be able to see this summer when they finally do this direct, whenever it happens, um, most likely going to happen? What, what are we going to see? Um, I do not think we're going to see any Switch successor. I absolutely do not. I think if we're going to see a Switch successor, it's going to come in the the winter direct, the January, February. And the reason I say that is because if they announce a Switch successor now, it can only cannibalize holiday sales versus announcing in January or February um, for later that year um, that gets the hype built up. You don't want to cannibalize your own sales. So I, I could be wrong, but I... If we ever is a switch, well, there is a switch successor. But if they decide to show it off, I highly doubt it's going to be during this. Um, I do think Breath of the Wild two will make an appearance in some form. But and here's a but: they could look at their previous announcement about it being delayed till next year and say, we don't really need to. It's already hype. We we want to use this direct to build hype. So I could see both sides of the coin. I do think we're going to see Bayonetta three. That's supposed to come out this year. I do think we're going to see that. I'd like to see Metroid Prime 4 or some kind of Metroid something. <laughs> um, there's always a possibility, but again, that, that could be delayed. I'd like to get a, a release date for Advance Wars. Hmm. Like, come on. Let's get that game out there, that poor game. Let's get It's done. The game is done. Just get it out there. Um, I do think we're going to see a little bit of Xenoblade 3. Uh, and the reason I say that is because that was originally planned for the fall. So I think they had something there set totally. to go for for it. Um, and obviously it got moved. So I think they're still going to show what they're going to show and just be like, hey, it's coming next month. Um, I also think we're going to see Splatoon 3. I think the same thing. Uh, they were planning on releasing it in July and showing the case. Now it's September. Um, I do think we're still going to see Splatoon 3 as well. What I do also think is I think we're going to get a, some kind of surprise announcement, at least one. Because usually they save the E3 for some kind of surprise. Uh, we know Retro is working on Metroid Prime 4. Maybe we'll see a new Donkey Kong. Maybe we'll see something else. I don't know how much of the Retro team is working on Metroid Prime 4. But they didn't start working on Metroid Prime 4, which means they were working on something else prior to. Uh, who knows what the heck's going on with that. But I, I just want to see some embracing. And I do think we're going to get more NSO as well. I do think the rumors of the Game Boy and Game Boy, you know, Advance and all that Game Boy Color, I do think those are going to come to fruition in E3. I think that's the time to do it. Get people hyped. It's summer. Remember those games. Let's bring it out there. Um, we might even get a trailer for new games coming to NSO and the existing systems. Um, and if it is, it's going to be big. It's gonna, it's, if they're going to put it in that show, it's got to be some big, big releases that people have wanted. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 for 64 will magically drop, or Golden who knows? Eye. Golden, oh God, GoldenEye would be incredible if they did that. Except for it's awful uh, now. <laughs> oh, it is, but, but just to have the original... Uh, who knows? That That's just my predictions. Of course, uh, you can't you can't put money down on Nintendo other than the safe things. Like, there's probably going to be a sizzle reel with games coming out this summer. I can't tell you what what's going to be shown in that sizzle reel, but I'm fairly certain there's going to be one towards the end. Right. Uh, and there's there's going to be a one more thing. You know, <laughs> those are my thing. One last announcement. Uh, but but it's really tough to say because we we've, we've been echoing the same talking points for how long now? Mm-hmm. Pikmin four. 
Metroid Prime 4, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, Switch Pro or Switch 2, Bayonetta 3 even for a bit. We've been echoing that. And eventually they have to come true. Mm -hmm. Broken Clock is right twice a day. But I I feel so dirty just echoing the same things over and over. Like, this is going to be the time. This is going to be the time. So, of course, those are things I want to see. But... I don't really know. I mean, yeah. Nintendo's been pretty silent, and, and obviously Pokemon, which we'll be talking about here is in a little bit, they're doing their own thing. Like, Pokemon is like divorced from Nintendo Directs at this point. Oh, you take that out. What are they? What mm. are they going to show? But they've done that before as well. Like, if they they have like a big game coming out, they they have separated Pokemon before. Oh yeah. So because and then typically because they have bigger stuff to show well not bigger stuff but more stuff to show so they put pokemon in its own thing um so if if that you know holds true the the past then we should see some big stuff um coming out the this is the summer um greg what do you think about uh when you when you think about this direct what do you what are you hoping to see or what do you what are you thinking they'll show off i mean just to put it simply a lot of the stuff that barry was talking about i feel like would pretty much be hit the nail on the head like i do think we would see a new trailer for breath of the wild 2 i would definitely love to see any type of trailer from metroid prime 4 um i think bayonetta 3 is a little bit more likely because we're finally approaching its actual like time frame to release so um they pretty much would be like pretty silly not to show anything off at that point um there's definitely going to be some big surprise hits in there is it going to be like another mario sports game because i know even though strikers is hitting in just like a few weeks here i mean does it mean we're gonna get like a mario baseball game or we can get a different type of sports game that they haven't even done before because it seems like they have been following the specific pattern they've already done tennis they've already done golf and even brought back soccer and i think baseball is like one of the main ones that hadn't established like two games at least like in the previous series. So is that next? Is it going to be another Super Mario Party, like Superstars 2 type of thing? Like, are we going to bring back some of the GameCube boards and all the everyone's favorite mini games again? I mean, or are we finally going to actually have a real Mario Party game that's in line with the original um, eight games? <laughs> like an actual new one with new boards and new games, but plays very similar to like one, like one through like one through eight mm-hmm. who knows i mean it's i feel like that would be more like the shocking game as we already have like the big holiday releases with pokemon scarlet and um violet and obviously we have some heavy hitters hitting this summer with uh xenoblade 3 and um splatoon 3 so i don't know how much more pack they can really jam into the fall so i feel like the bigger announcement will be like a one of those mario like off games or whatever because it's obviously not mario kart because it's getting uh, more tracks i mean we'll probably see a little teaser at the next um two cups or whatever they're dropping and maybe even more of a release schedule for the other parts of the dlc i mean Mm -hmm. it's a lot can be shown that we don't even know about um yeah i'm in terms of nso i Definitely think the Game Boy games are probably coming, and who knows if it's going to be in addition to the expansion pack, or is it going to be the new expansion pack plus U DS? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that I mean remains to be seen. I would hope it's more included with the the established packages, but you never really know with Nintendo at these points. So I would 
love to see more games added to the existing services for NES, Super Nintendo, and 64, but I really don't see them upping any communication on those, and it's just going to be just shadow drops every uh, quarter or whatever. Like, here's mm-hmm. one game for the quarter, and enjoy. It's this rare, it's this game that you never wanted and don't care <laughs> about. <laughs> or thought was cool when you were a kid, and now it's not. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I... You know, the, you know, Greg, the, the thing that, you know, I was kind of getting excited about, you know, the all the games that we know that are coming out that they've announced already. Um, and that that's awesome. Like the, you know, Metroid and the the Pikmin and well, I guess Pikmin's still rumored. Um, but uh, Splatoon and Xenoblade and Pokemon and all these different games. But at the same time, like. I think I'm not alone. You guys probably think this as well. I think we've talked about this a couple times, but I would love something new. <laughs> um, I hope to see something brand new from Nintendo this, this, uh, you know, E3 season. Um, because we've gotten, you know, they're all sequels. They're all just the next version of this game, this IP that we've seen for years and years and years. Um, we've talked about how I'd love to bring back some old IP that has maybe since been forgotten or almost forgotten. Um, but I'd love to see That's something true. brand new again. <laughs> like, I, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I, I can, but I can't remember the last time that something was so not only brand new, but also so shocking that like revolutionized nintendo as as a as a gaming company like we've had a couple they've had a couple new ips in the last several years but this like i think splatoon maybe was the last time that they introduced something that was just oh my gosh this is like now a thing like i want to see that kind of ip that like they have this next thing that uh really just changes it up and it's not just the next version of their long lasting ip because i love those games it's great i'll play any mario zelda metroid game they throw at me but i want to see something new like what do you guys think about that yeah i mean of course that's that's what i was saying like one big surprise they they absolutely you know they 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 pull some stuff every single time like you know even if it's a remake of a game that you know we've been like wait what uh, you know, doing stuff like Famicom Detective, you know, Club, doing things like Advanced Wars, you know, pulling games from the past. Mario Strikers was one that, wait, what? Um, so even if it's a, even if it's an older IP brought back, uh, would be fantastic. But I'd love to see some brand new ideas with, with new characters. And they've tried it. And unfortunately, sometimes they just don't work. Uh, they did like Ever Oasis, mm-hmm. you know, it was a great game didn't stick uh you know obviously dylan's rolling western and box box boy were, were more recent ones that that did decently well but didn't set the world on fire i'd love to see some brand new um characters a brand new world dragalia lost i mean that's a brand new ip that i've been playing for years um do something with that ip boom you know mm-hmm. get us a single player switch game tell the story i I feel like we're all hoping for something like that. I think every mm-hmm. Nintendo fan or every gaming fan is always hoping for that. Whether they deliver or not is another story. And even if they do deliver, whether it's well-received is a completely different story. So yeah. I guess yep. we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely love to see a new IP and new characters, new worlds and stuff. And I would definitely try it out and would love to see that happen. I don't know if like this year is the one as there's a lot of those established sequels are 
on the horizon and already like in the books to be shown, but they can still blow me away with something new. That would be completely fantastic. Who knows? I mean, is it finally going to be the Star Fox game everybody wants? Who knows? Is it going to be <laughs> F-Zero? Who knows? I mean, there's the sky is definitely the limit, and who knows really where this could be going. I mean, it could be any sort of genre. It could be any sort of new IP that they can come up with or just pull something that's been long forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So uh, if if all goes well um, and uh, they stick to their previous uh, schedules, um, should be our next episode, uh, episode two fifty four. Um, we should be talking about whatever they uh, they announced um, during this uh, just June direct. If it does in fact happen, but if it doesn't, you know, if, if they hold off till July um, or even August, I don't know if they will. Um, we'll eventually talk about it. So make sure you do stay tuned to the podcast and also NintendoFuse dot com. All our social media will be posting all about that. That stuff uh for sure when it happens uh so let's move into some of the stuff that did happen and uh like i said we're recording this on june 1st um even though we're releasing on june 6th but we're, we're recording on june 1st and uh just yesterday on may 31st we got a little tweet from uh, pokemon and uh pokemon said that there's a new trailer that drops and uh, even though this specifically says new trailer, um, Greg and I were talking about this a little uh, before we started recording. Both of us thought it was going to be a whole presentation. And so I got up early this morning. That's like seven o'clock where I am. And I was like, all right, I got up early. I'm like, I'm going to be able to take all this in before we record the podcast. And then we see a four minute trailer that dropped on their, their YouTube. And I was like, oh, yep. That's unfortunate. I could have just watched this right before we started recording, but that doesn't take away from the excitement itself. Um, so the 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 trailer, uh, yeah, like I said, dropped on uh, June first and uh, showed off uh, gameplay uh, from the game. We haven't seen gameplay really before, so we saw some gameplay, two new professors, some additional Pokemon, the legendaries, and the ability to form parties with up to fr- three of your friends and uh, and play online that way. So that's really cool. They also uh, did announce that starting yet a couple days ago, May 29th through June 4th, they're going to have a bunch of different uh, content on their Twitch channel. Um, so you can check that out, Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv slash Pokemon. And then, uh, yeah, we, we get to see um, new from the Pokemon the series is coming. Pokemon TV is going to have a bunch of uh, new stuff for um, from now until June 9th. Um, so a bunch of different things happening with Pokemon, uh, specifically Scarlet and Violet, but so much more. And, uh, yeah, did you guys get a chance to um, check out the trailer? And if so, what did you think of this game? I was already hooked, ready for Scarlet and Violet. And the reason I was hooked, and I, I, you know, I didn't do Diamond and Pearls remakes. I did do Sword and Shield, but it takes a lot for me to get into a Pokemon game to really say yes, I'm going to be playing this game. And what got it for me was simply one word: Arceus. Arceus blew me away. Arceus <clears throat> was the game I had wanted for so many years. And I absolutely loved it. And to see Scarlet and Violet build upon that, to do the mainline Pokemon stuff in that, um, that type of gameplay, that open world, it just, it has me excited. Uh, The co-op 
if I was still in high school, man, that co-op would be <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, absolutely would be going crazy with it. Now, um, you know, maybe I'll play you know, my, with my wife if she's, you know, feeling up to playing. Maybe we can all play. Um, but it's not as big of a thing, you know, as an adult versus kids. But I think for kids, that's going to go over extremely well. And, and you know, just this this looks so much better than Arceus. And Arceus, I had a blast playing from beginning to end. So I am really excited to see where they take this. And I was, like I said, I was already hooked. This trailer just cemented it. I don't need to see anymore. Hmm. I know November 18th, uh, I am looking forward to absolutely playing it. Now, whether I play it on launch is a different story. It depends on what I'm playing, what else comes out. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of games coming out that time of year. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly on my radar for 2022, for sure. Nice. Nice. Greg, what do you think about uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? I definitely got much more intrigued in it. I mean, being a lot more affiliated with it through Sword and Shield, it's definitely cemented like that this is going to be like a good like series to continue on with because they are really sh- showing off those like new features like with um Barry was saying with the, the co-op mode seems like it'd be a lot of fun for both my daughter and I to go through and be able to actually be playing it together um I don't know if it's like limited to just like the wild area or if you can actually do like the story together because that would be a very cool element to be able to like do like the gym challenges like with my daughter at the same time and then I don't have to like play the same <laughs> gym to, like two to three times just to get it completed so that would be phenomenal just to be able to work together and both be playing at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I did like seeing like the starters a little bit more in detail. They actually showed them like battling and moving around and that was kind of really cool. So I was def I'm a little bit more interested in using the water duck this time around, even though I <laughs> really love like the fire starters and all the game, the few that Pokemon games have played, but who knows the grass cat also looks very stinking cute as well. So mm-hmm. it's, I feel like this will be like the hardest one to actually pick like a starter and be kind of envious of seeing like the, um, the normal counter, uh, trainer using like the star, one of the starters, other ones that you wanted, but yeah. 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 I I don't know which, which starter I'm going to use just yet either. And, and this is definitely like, I I don't get every Pokemon game and uh, I feel like this is like jumped ahead far enough where I feel like it's, it's definitely warranting me getting the next one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to figure out which starter I may, I may end up with the same starter as you, Greg, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I do, I like the idea of, um, of us going into this, you know, um, this multiplayer thing. I, I think, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. With I think Barry, if I was younger, I probably would be get, getting a lot more excited about it. But it is still intriguing to be able to, to, you know, if you have the time to be able to jump in and actually, you know, play with your friends and and progress and or even, you know, even if you can't progress through the game as much, I think you might be able to. But, but even if you can't, like if it's just a, a certain area, it'd still be really fun to to be able to to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it says like explore various locations of the region. And so I don't know if it's like, yeah, it seems like it's kind of the wild area plus, um, and that would still be fun to, uh, to be able to dabble around with and, and to be do some different, you know, things with, um, 
the the new professors. I know people are, are excited about having um, a female professor again, and uh, and be able to have new characters and and all that sort of thing. Um, that's never really I don't know. That's never really excited me as much. The characters in Pokemon are not the reason I play Pokemon. I play Pokemon for the Pokemon itself and for the for the gameplay itself and be able to, uh, you know, explore and, and experience the adventure. But it is cool that they're, you know, venturing out there and doing some different uh, professors, some different characters and, and all that sort of thing. Um, Barry, did you get a chance to, to look at the different characters and what do you think? Uh, I thought the characters were interesting. Uh, I like the different designs. Uh, Pokemon's always, you know, had some different um, character designs. I, I do feel, I do feel like the human characters have gotten a little bit better as time goes on. And so, some people point out the Pokemon designs have gone the opposite way. It almost feels like Disney rejects or or Pokemon rejects <laughs> or the stuff you would see in like fan games now as official Pokemon. Uh, and you know what? That's going to happen when you're dealing with how many now over a thousand. I mean, they're not all going to be winners. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will like things. Some people won't. But I think the designs are cool. Uh, I did see some uh, theory about, you know, time periods. Mm. Like if you look at the professor's outfits, the the male, uh, I don't know their name. So I'm just going to say the male is uh, like more modern, like like almost like futuristic with the lab coat. But then you look at the female and she's like, She's got a lab coat, but it's like a loincloth and like a teeth necklace and stuff mm. like that. So it almost looks like maybe maybe it's like doing the Arceus thing like past. Maybe time travel will be an element. And, you know, one game is set in the past and one game is set in the future. And mm. uh, and there's a time travel element there and there will be, you know, extinct Pokemon. Because Arceus was set in the past too. So maybe they're, you know joining on that or she just really likes the caveman style of dress i don't know <laughs> and he really yes. likes to go you know futuristic you know could it be yeah. Well? yeah yeah with something really in the middle uh, yeah it could be could be interesting yeah would they bring in like time travel or something like that into, into the storyline yeah that seems like it'd be really cool i mean definitely seems like it's like a cave woman meets like daft punk kind of thing like for the professors but <laughs> what do you guys think of the legendaries Coraydon and Miridon is how I'm, I think it's, they're probably pronounced something like that. I probably butchered them, but um, I feel I feel confident about it. Um, uh, Greg, what do you think about the 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 legendaries? Now that you've experienced a little bit more of Pokemon and you're more familiar with all those, I I honestly liked both designs a lot. I mean, I had a little bit of trouble trying to pick between like Sword and Shield and even like Diamond and Pearl because it just seemed like it was. <laughs> It's still like it, they're both like really cool, and it'd be great to have them both. And obviously, you need both games to be able to get them both to the at least to the Pokedex or whatever. But um, I'm probably gonna be more lean just on the Scarlet one because I know my daughter is more interested in playing Violet first. So um, I still want to collect like Mirian because it looks like it's a really cool. It's like almost like a water dragon kind of style, and the other one is just more of like a standard like a two legged like a dragon a dinosaur hybrid thing. And mm. I honestly like the designs of both of them. Nice. What do you think, Barry? I, I, I know I'm going to be playing Scarlet because Violet and Purple is my wife's favorite color. So I know she's going to be playing that one, uh, which is fine because I actually like uh, Scarlet's design a little better. But I like both of them. I think both of them look cool. Um, you know, we've had some legendaries that haven't looked the greatest, mm-hmm. but I like the looks of these. Like, I can definitely 
definitely see these going in my team and and feeling like mm-hmm. like I'm cool with this. Like I'm I'm happy to have this because yeah. we've had some some lately that have just been like really <laughs> what even are you yeah yeah speaking of which um the internet is going crazy over lechonk um i don't know if you guys have seen all, all morning it's like lechonk is the thing like forget about the legendaries lechonk the uh the the pig uh kind of pokemon that um just looks it's like a little little fat little little sad pig called lechonk um so yeah what do you guys think about palmy lechonk uh smoley smoleev uh, who knows how you pronounce that um but the new pokemon that were that were shown off what do you think barry oh lechonk boston i mean come on because <laughs> i could i could see my wife hasn't seen him yet but i could totally see her being like oh my god i want him like he's so <laughs> cute i just want to pick him up and hug him um they I mean, they look fine and they they look they look more like Pokemon than the starters do, <laughs> uh, in that sense. Like, like, like legit Pokemon as opposed to like a knockoff, mm-hmm. uh, the Wish version at home. Yeah. Um, you know, you see the same patterns though with a lot of Pokemon games. You know, start with Rattata and Pidgey, and you know, you start seeing versions of them in each game, kind of deals. Like these definitely seem like early Pokemon you'll experience in the first area or two, and. You know, the the poor trainer boy or girl you meet on the side of the road that's like, I have my first yeah. Pokemon and it's LeChunk. And like then you find him later on in the game and he's like, I'm going to fight you and it's still LeChunk because he hasn't yep. even evolved yet. <laughs> um, though, like that's what these feel like. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You need those early basic Pokemon. But I, I like the LeChunk's getting some, uh, some attention. And I'm really curious to see what he turns into. Is he going to turn to a bigger pig? Is he going to turn to like a man-bear pig? Is he going to turn into like an alligator for some strange reason? Because Pokemon <laughs> evolutions don't always make sense. Who knows? He'd be like Ganon. Yeah. Like, how cool would that be? Like <laughs> Ganon. You know, the, the, the twin sword Ganon yeah. from Ocarina or the trident Ganon from Link to the Past. There you go. There you go. Uh, Greg, what do you think about uh, the new Pokemon? I really like the designs. I mean, the first two definitely look a lot more like Pokemon's. The last one looks more like a redo of like Badoo, but I don't know. I don't know if it was just from watching like the cartoon again. It seems like it's very closely related to Badoo, like at least to me, at least, and also from that image. I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, sometimes there's like ones that look like there are others and at least they're not going like, Oh, it's just like a different form of Badoo and it's actually going to be classified as its own separate Pokemon. So I would prefer that you just add more to the Pokedex instead of like, Oh, here's the whatever violet form of uh, <laughs> Badoo or something. But right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't know how they, how they do that. Like they keep coming up with new characters um, that don't just immediately resemble, you know, one of the characters they've done in the past. I mean, at this point, do you guys know off the top of your head how many Pokemon actually exist? Like if you count all the different ones for the different games, it's it's over a thousand, right? It's like well over a thousand. So like, how do you keep making new characters that that don't just look like everything else? Like my mind is you can't comprehend that. So clearly they have people that are much more talented than than I am to to be able to do that. Um, But uh, yeah, it always amazes me when when I see a new Pokemon, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's a brand new design that I've never seen before. Um, but I'm sure it can't happen every time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited with what I see and, and it seems fun. 
I think that's the the big thing. It seems like they've they've done a lot of stuff around this game to make it move into the direction that it needs to go, but it also seems like it's still going to be really really fun. It's not like they've like matured the game to- so much where it's like, you know, something like, you know, that we're you know, it doesn't even resemble Pokemon anymore. It just kind of seems like the natural progression of of where this game should go. And uh, yeah, pretty excited. So you can uh, pre-order it now and uh, starts shipping or, or releasing and everything on November 18th. So it'd be exciting to uh, to get that game for sure. And um, yeah, maybe who knows what this multiplayer thing, maybe we'll actually be able to do some stuff in our, our Discord or something like that and uh, be able to play together. That'd be fun. Well, let's jump into some of the headlines that uh, that have happened recently, and uh, we've got several today, but there's, yeah, lots of different things that we want to make sure that you guys know about, um, so we'll go over those things uh, quickly. Barry and Greg will trade off uh, going over those, and then we will uh, discuss them kind of in total at the very end, so uh, Barry, go ahead and kick us off with the first one. So Nintendo usually does this every summer or around every summer, but the Nintendo Switch Roadshow for 2022 is Starting on June 10th, they'll hit several cities uh, where they will be able to show off the Nintendo Switch, specifically the OLED model, where you'll be able to play demos of some of the latest games that includes Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Strikers, Battle League, and Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Sonic Frontiers, just they released a new trailer to kind of display some of the gameplay that will be shown, um, be featured in the next game. So after a year of cinematic um, um, trailer uh, teaser trailers the youtube channel finally showed like what some of the gameplay would look like and they also had like a exclusive coverage on ign um or you can just uh, enjoy watching the video that we have here on uh, nintendofuse.com after 28 years with square enix a company dear to my heart Shinji Hashimoto will be retiring from the company. He said, thank you, everyone. I will retire on May 31st, Tuesday, which is today as of the time of him saying this. During my tenure, I am very grateful to all of you in various fields. From now on, I would like to support you as Square as a Square Enix fan. I'm really thankful to you. So here at Nintendo Fuse, we wish you the very best in your retirement, Shinji, and thank you very much for your 28 years in the gaming industry with Square Enix. As we continue to move forward with Animal Crossing, um, uh, Redditor had um, done some time traveling and discovered that in 38 years, you will no longer be able to play New Horizons. So if you set the date to 2061, you will receive an error message to say to please set it before uh, 2060 and surprisingly enough, even after the year 2000. So um, there's obviously at least 60 full years there to enjoy, and you're always able to change the clock back if to replay any years that you might have missed on your island, but make sure to have your island in its perfect state before uh, 2061, and (laughs) we're playing on the new Super Duper Switch Pro U DS exclusive (laughs) device with a New Horizons version uh, (laughs) 10.0. Nice. (laughs) And on May 31st, Evercade had a second anniversary show. If you haven't heard of the Evercade or played the Evercade, this is a portable and a home console that contains cartridges filled with a bunch of different compilations from games of yesteryear, including many Nintendo favorites, although Nintendo hasn't put their own IPs on there just yet. But they announced on the 31st that they will be discontinuing 
the Evercade handheld and instead be replacing it with the new Evercade EXP, which looks remarkably like a Switch Lite. Um, this plays all cartridges that you can already play on the Evercade. Uh, it will go up in September uh, for pre-order, but you can pre-order the limited edition right now uh, at Funstock, which is in black as opposed to white, um, funstock.co.uk. Uh, they also announced during this presentation two new arcade cartridges compilations, the IRAM Arcade 1 and the Topland Arcade 1. Um, these contain six and eight arcade classics um, that we will be able to play on this system all legally. Uh, so make sure to get your order in if this is something that interests you and if you've been enjoying the Evercade architecture. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to kind of just quickly go through these and, and see what you guys think about all of them. Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. And uh, what do you think about anything stand out to you? Any, any further thoughts about any of these? Uh, I mean, the roadshow doesn't do anything for me because they're A, they're not coming to my area, but B, I already <laughs> games are going to be playing those games or in Kirby's case, already beat the game. Uh, you don't need to sell me on the Switch. I'm already pretty cemented into it at this point. Uh, Sonic Frontiers has me really excited because I love open world games and I've really wanted a good Sonic game for a while. Uh, I do find it funny that the Sega producers are saying that they're aiming to release a good game, which makes me wonder what they've been doing with like Sonic Forces <laughs> and, and Sonic 06 and even the Sonic Colors remake. Uh, have you not been aiming for a good game? Because you should have been. Um, but the, the little trailer looks cool. Uh, the thing that worries me is like with open world games, you really need to be able to explore. You need to be able to find uh, little hidden areas and take your time. And Sonic is anything but taking your time. So I'm worried about going around too fast and, you know, running off a cliff and falling and dying or, you know, if, if they'll prevent you or missing things just because you, you've gone back by too quickly. But I am cautiously optimistic. I do plan to play Sonic Frontier, so I am looking forward to it. Uh, as for Shinji, um, you know, I've been a fan of his work this entire time, Square Enix is a, a, a you know an I or a company that has produced some of my favorite games of all time. So I'm very thankful for all of his service, and I wish him the very best uh, in his retirement. Uh, Animal Crossing is just funny. Why Nintendo would do that? That's just so weird. So uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll be playing at New Horizons then, or we'll have to remind our kids and grandkids if you want to play this, make sure to set your clock back to 2020. Right. Uh, and uh, I already pre-ordered my Evercade EXP. I've, I've really enjoyed the Evercade uh, architecture and the system. I think it's really cool to see such a small company come out of nowhere to produce a quality product with quality customer service and physical media, most importantly, physical media, and, and really nice physical packaging as well. Uh, they seem to be really hitting it out of the park, and I hope they continue to do so. They're, they're a nice alternative to the main three. Yeah, I similarly agree with uh, Barry regarding the roadshow. It's not something I typically follow. And like for me, it's like downtown at like a very crowded area called Navy Pier. So it's um, I'm already sold on the Switch. I've already purchased uh, two consoles, one for me, one for my daughter. So um not going to be <laughs> trying mm -hmm. to go around a, a huge crowded place to just see games that I either already have or played or whatever. So it, it's not going to be worth the uh, time to follow that. The Sonic Frontiers kind of looks really interesting. I think that my daughter might actually enjoy the game a lot because she's really enjoying playing the classic Sonic games. And I know like the more recent ones, as Barry said, are not of the highest quality, even though they made to note that they're trying to make a high quality one this time. 
we certainly hope so. It looks pretty cool and looking forward to check that out. Definitely wish uh, Hashimoto his best uh, wishes for his retirement and hopefully has a nice long time to be able to spend with family and do things he wants to do. And who knows, maybe it'll be a Reggie-style retirement and you'll hear him join the <laughs> GameStop board of directors as well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, Animal Crossing not playable. That seems kind of odd that that would be implemented. Um, normally they just kind of as like a forever game and you would think that the clock could just keep going. And I almost wonder if they did that in previous installments of the game to stop people from playing it at some point. But that's I know there will be several Switch successors by that point, so it's not anything to really worry about, but it's very interesting that it's programmed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of the Evercade, that does seem pretty cool. I've been contemplating getting some like cartridges and stuff to maintain the ability to play some of those games physically on the older hardware, so it'll be something I'll be looking into in the future to add to my collection here at home. Yeah, as far as uh, the roadshow goes, it is um, it's actually coming to Denver. It's on loan. It's in Lone Tree, so it's a little bit further away. So um, I might head down there, depending if I have enough time, just to really just to check it out and like see what it's like. Um, I don't not something that I'm excited to like. Oh, I gotta go check out those games because I have other ways to do that or whatever. But um, but it cool could be a cool thing. It's not too far um, from us just to go and, and see what it's all about and everything. Um, exciting that Nintendo is able to get out there and do stuff like this again. Um, um, that's always fun. Um, Sonic Frontiers. I think I'm I'm feeling the same way as you guys are, um, especially around like the the 3D kind of stuff. I've never been a huge fan of the of the Sonic 3D games because of the speed of Sonic. It makes a lot more sense for it to be side scrolling platformer like that um, because of the speed you should get from one point to the next as fast as you can and blast through it. But to uh, an open world kind of game naturally makes you want to explore. But you're, you know, controlling a character that moves, you know, faster than the speed of light. How do those two things go together? Am I going to enjoy it? I don't know. But the world itself looks awesome. Um, I just hope I'm actually going to be able to explore it well instead of just blasting past it. And we're like, well, that was cool, but I'm on my next thing. Um, and uh, yeah, retirement of Hashimoto. That's that's cool. I, I mean, it's it's always it's always sad to see you know people that you know like we get older, um, you know, and, and he needs to retire. He's been in it for twenty eight years, created so many great games, and had his hands in so many different IPs that that we've all really enjoyed. Um, so it's sad to see him go, but at the same time, it totally makes sense. Like he, you know, you need to enjoy um, those later years and be with family and and all that sort of thing. So uh, it's cool to you know see them moving into the fan kind of category. I don't know. Like if I, after being in an industry and being that kind of, that kind of a person within the gaming industry for so long, that must be really weird and, and hard for him to kind of slide into like, all right, hands off. I'm just going to be a fan now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I bet he's still making some phone calls every once in a while. Like, Hey, so I saw what you did with the latest game. I don't know if that's a good idea. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't get a paycheck anymore, but I'm sure they still consult him um, for sure. Um, Animal Crossing, it's just funny. I, I, I don't know why um, they would do that. And uh, Evercade, Barry and I were talking to, it's like, it's a cool system. Like, I don't have the the money to be able to use, throw at that sort of thing, but uh, it, it's really cool, especially that limited edition one. Um, looks pretty awesome. And it was very tempting, but I had to tell myself, nope, Steve, wait for the Switch 2 Pro U new whatever 10.0 that, that Greg was talking about earlier. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. And I think that the cool thing is to like being able to have systems like that, that are preserving games that, um, some of those games that we've not been able to play. And now all of a sudden they're in our cartridge and you're able to, to pop it in there and, and play and, uh, on a, you know, a, a modern system, um, which, which is pretty awesome. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the handheld, the new one that they just announced, you can plug that into a TV as well, right? It's like kind of a hybrid kind of thing. Yeah. The, the, the old, the old one you could too as well, but then there's also the versus system that yeah. is a console that you can plug in the games. And one, one thing they did with the versus system is they put hidden games on there. Hmm. So like there are cer- like certain button combinations, you could play games that are exclusive that way. Or if, if you put in like two cartridges, a third game will pop up, like an, a bonus game will pop up that can only hmm. played that way. And you can just play it for free. Uh, just, things they decided to do and have little secrets and hidden there's like 11 or so hidden games on that system different combinations Mm. which i think is neat like they're having fun with it yeah that's really cool so even more reason to to check it out um like we said that's nothing to do with as of now um with directly with nintendo but uh still a cool cool system to have out there um for sure um, so before we jump into what's coming out over the next couple of weeks, uh, just another reminder, if you've not followed us on Twitter, be sure to do that at Nintendo Views. Um, uh, we'd love to interact with you and that's where we post like quick news, um, videos, different things like that that come out throughout the week. Um, you can check out NintendoFuse.com, but, uh, our Twitter is where we kind of post a lot of quick stuff, um, and, uh, kind of interact with our community there. But also if you've not joined our discord, we would love for you to join that. The link is on the screen also in the show notes and, uh, youtube description and we love connecting with you all in there um we you know have this the same kind of discussions that we can on social media but it's a lot more in depth and just to be able to jump in there and um it's about video games but sometimes just about you know stuff that happens in all of our lives and and everything like that too so it's a cool growing community we have over there and we'd love for you to join it all right before we wrap up let's talk about what we're going to be playing over the next couple weeks our next uh podcast is going to be dropping on june 20th and we should be live uh for that one so if you've not joined us live, be sure to join us on Twitch and YouTube um, at our uh, both of those channels at Nintendo Fuse. Um, but uh, yeah, what we're going to be playing over the next couple weeks, um, again, compliments to or uh, thanks to Metacritic for uh, putting out a list of what's going to be coming out. Um, a couple of the big games, of course, are, are Mario Strikers Battle League, which will be dropping on June 10th. So just a couple of days after uh, this podcast drops. And then uh, also uh, Fall Guys finally comes out on June 21st, so the day after our next podcast, but still want to make sure you guys knew about that one as well. Uh, I'll keep scrolling these here on the video version on the screen. You can see the games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, but let's go to you first, Barry. Um, any games that are coming out that you're excited about, or uh, or if not, what games will you be playing? I mean, I'll probably give, I'll definitely be doing the uh, first kick you know Mar- Mario uh, Strikers first kick, which will have already happened at the time of this aired, but but I, I I will be picking it up. Whether I play it all depends on how well I like the first kick. Uh, if if I feel I'm good enough to keep playing, or if I'm just like, all right, I'm just not having fun. Um, but in terms of new titles, I'm really not. I really don't have anything coming out that like oh my god i really have to play until ai's sequel comes out which Mm. is a little later in june so i'm knowing that that's coming out knowing july is is big with with xenoblade uh and and live a live um i'm kind of being a little more reserved 
So I might go another Kirby game I never fully did was uh, Kirby's Dream Land 3. So I might actually go back and play that on the Super Nintendo app uh, on the Switch just to uh, to continue this little uh, this little Kirby playthrough that I've been doing. Uh, I might go to the Switch wall and just be like, all right, you hmm. look cool. Uh, one, one title I've been thinking about is the Record of Lotus War game that came out, which is like... A, 2D Metroidvania, so I might wind up playing that. Uh, there's always a chance I go back to Yakuza Zero, um, which didn't really grab me, but maybe I'll give it another shot. I don't know. Uh, I really, I've had so much going on that mm-hmm. uh, I really haven't had time to think about what new game because in my my head, it's I did Elden Ring. Now AI is the next real big one on my radar. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, I'll probably be finally checking out uh, Mario Strikers. As you noted, I didn't have that on my list. I totally forgot that that <laughs> demo came out. So that'll be pretty much what I'll be looking at definitely over the next few days and probably subsequently purchasing it because I know my daughter's excited to finally play Strikers. So that'll be something that I'll be definitely looking into. That game called The Hand of Merlin kind of sounded interesting. It's like a roguelike RPG. So that was did seem kind of interesting. I clicked on to get some more details, and it seems like it might be a game that I might put on my radar, at least to potentially check out. And then other than that, it'll probably won't be until like Fall Guys and like when Fire Emblem Warriors launches towards the end of the month, and hoping to finally finish up uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, the first one that I had played right before the last podcast. So I'll probably be, what I'll be playing the next few weeks. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, I've got a couple different games that I thought I'd be playing. Um, Mario Strikers is the, the big newest one that I'll be definitely picking up, um, for sure. Um, but, uh, probably get some more time with Demons Tier Plus. Um, but also they, the, the publishing company, I think, let me know that they're going to be doing a, um, a package deal, I guess, with like the, um, a bundle um, on the eShop. And so that's where I got the other, so the games that are going to be in there. And I can't remember what those games are, but there's like three games that are being in a bundle. Um, but they they give me codes for for all three of those. So I'm very grateful for those. So I'll probably be checking out um, them as well. But they're all like, um, you know, simpler uh games that i should be able to maybe get through a good chunk of before the next podcast um and then uh probably since technically i am on vacation currently um so i have a little more extra time to play some games i may actually be able to uh spend that time i really need to play through the life is strange too so um, yes. <laughs> i actually make that happen um for sure at least uh was it captain spirit um yeah. Uh, so I'll definitely be able to play through that because that's not going to take very long. But uh, but yeah, I think I should have enough time to to play through that. Um, just as long as, you know, I'm not I, I finished uh, Stranger Things on Netflix. So that's good. I'm all caught up on that. I still got to watch the the first now three episodes of Kenobi because um, we prioritized uh, Stranger Things. So I got to do that. And then, you know, the the Celtics are in the finals. So that's exciting. I got to watch some of that. And then we'll be traveling so, some vacation. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, to make all this happen and everything, but it would fit in some, some Life is Strange because I've been putting off that for a long time until I had time. And I think I may actually have some time uh, before the next podcast finally um, being on vacation. So that's, that's going to be my time. Um, good 
we are uh, heading to Vegas for vacation, so I'm excited to uh, possibly check out some cool arcades there. I think there's supposed to be one of the coolest arcade in the hotel that we're staying in. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. So that's what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. So beyond games, uh, what are you guys going to be doing? Are you going to be on any other podcast, other appearances or traveling, any, any shows or anything like that? What about you, Barry? Uh, well, I mean, as of this writing, there's just a few days left for uh, pre-orders for Series 4 for Premium Edition. So premiumeditiongames.com. Make sure to go over there and get Wonderling and arrange your parade before they are done. Uh, we'll also have a second chance sale for Series 3. Start. It starts June 2nd, so tomorrow as of the time of this recording. But uh, they may all be sold out by the time this airs. But if they haven't, make sure to go over and, and get your games now before... Uh, before they're gone because there, there's a lot of demand once people got to see the quality and, and they get these games out there. And, and I want to get emails where it's like, oh, is there any chance I missed it? So make sure to go get those. Um, I'll be on a few different podcasts. Um, you can find me. Uh, one, one just went out yesterday, I think, as of this time of recording, but I have another one going out later uh, next week. Uh, just really grateful for all the people that have been you know, willing to, you know, have me on and, and sit there and talk with me because a lot of cool people I've met. And uh, also, well, it won't be before next podcast, but uh, at the end of this month, I will be at Too Many Games in Pennsylvania, June 24th to 26th. So I'll put a reminder here and I'll, I'll say it again next time. But if you are going to that convention, if you will be in that area, please stop by the Premium Edition Games booth. Come say hi. I would love to meet you. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. Cool. Cool. How about you, Greg? Don't think I'll be doing any traveling, at least before the next podcast, but um, as I'm a part of Premium Edition Games, I'm just helping trying to get some of these orders shipped for Series 3 and just continuing to help out with the team as whatever I can. I'm hoping to see if I can maybe go to too many games. That might be fun, but I just have to see if that all works out or if I'm needed over there. So possible potential to meet Barry, but who knows if time will allow that. <laughs> well, it's been great to talk games with you all. And uh, thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. If you've not done so yet, follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. Join our Discord. All those links are going to be in the show notes and the YouTube description. Um, and of course, we love having you all for our live episodes. Usually every other Monday is when we record. Like we said, this one has been pre-recorded, uh, but usually every other Monday, and we love having you on Twitch and YouTube in our live chat, just interacting with you throughout the episode. So if you've not joined us for a live episode, please consider doing that in the future. Our next episode is going to be recorded on June 20th, and we would love to have you there. But that brings us to the end of episode 253, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>